Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. The audio experience for basketball officials. Serve the game. Now, this may be a FIBA versus NCAA and FHS rule difference, but I would call this a foul if this was my game. But I think that first little pursuit where he got just too deep into his space. Now, there's no foul for getting deep into someone's space, but he gets extremely close to the player's body while making contact with his hand. So for those reasons, it was obvious to me. Well, I was just saying thanks for coming in and hanging. I know... uh me and Jose are going to break down his game from Colombia, and I figured, listen, why not open it up to the group? You know, like this is kind of how our community started with um, these IPR. So it's just cool that we can open it up and make it, you know, public for our private group. So feel free at any moment to chime in with questions or add to our conversation. Uh, before we pull up your game and screen share, just want to get your feedback on what you thought of the report and all the feedback in it. Well, it, it was more that I was expecting. It was fabulous to, to have a, a new part of ice and watching me refereeing because here in, in Colombia where, where when I referee on, on the national tournaments, we have the same coordinators of referee coordinators. I don't know how how to say how how do you say it? Yeah, coordinators. Yeah, coordinators. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they always told you the same thing. Yeah. About about the, the in, in every tournament. So it was it was great to have a new party of ice, a new opinion about my game and of course it, it was uh, I, I don't know yeah what, what did um is there a couple of things that i pointed out that you were kind of unaware that you were doing or like like what stood out or or have you had a chance to ref um since you downloaded and read the report yeah just yes, yes I, i'm trying to improve my in, I started with my mechanics and my reporting to the table, and I'm working on that. I've I've worked uh, last weekend. I I did a game of the National Pro Women's League, so I tried to to apply uh, some of your devices, and I think I I did it great or i did it in a in a good shape good i want you to you know feel the difference like you know right away and and then each game each game you're applying more and more of the stuff that we're talking about and you should start to feel an immediate difference you know because there's so much so many different you know pieces of content in here and information that you could you can apply so um Let's pull up 820. Do you have the game in front of you? Or, I mean, do you have the, the report in front of you? You don't need it necessarily. I just, uh, I'm using it to pull up the timestamps. I I have it here. Where's the time? Um, oh, okay. I was using a video link time. All right. So we'll go to 820. We had a held ball play. 
Good play to discuss. A couple things jumped out at me. Could you have had a hand check or holding foul on green 11? Is this the play? And also potential travel as well. So just a couple thoughts that I had from this. Let me turn the screen share away. All right, right here. Boom. That that meet and greet right there. What do we think? Um, you think that's a legal contact, or would you say you let him let it go because it was like a blow by, meaning he was about to beat the defender? What do you think of that contact? No, no, I I, I don't know. I don't remember that big, but maybe in this uh, category we are not used to to call that. It's kind of semi-pro category. So we are not used to, to call that because our coordinators want the want us to to leave the, the them to play. To let them play. To, to get the play. call the obvious, let them play. Allow marginal incidental contact. I love that. I mean, yeah. listen, they call me no call Paul, so I'm all about no calls. Um, what do we potential travel before the jump ball? What do we think? Yeah. And again, I'm not. I'm, maybe I'm just asking questions just to spark some thoughts. Maybe uh, the jump, the the hell ball was the easiest. The easiest call. All right. I don't have a problem with it. Just I thought they were worthy of discussing. Um, you know, two hands, you know, that, that play that you you passed on, it was, you know, defender puts two hands on, but in that area, and that I, I call it critical scoring area, you got to be patient there. And if we have a blow by, <clears throat> you just got to give the offensive player a chance to at least beat him. And so I'm good with all that. Uh, 856. I wrote, do we have a travel here? And I tell you, I've been missing some travels this year. I missed one last night. And I look right at it, too. It's like I knew it was a travel as I saw it, but I just still didn't call it. I think that happens a lot where we know we missed the travel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw the, the Right there, what do we got? Yeah. Travel? Yeah. Okay. When I when I saw the play, I was like, "It's a clear travel." Because <laughs> I know FIBA has some different rules, but I figured this is universally a travel. Yeah. One two, <laughs> or one two three. Here and there, it's uh -huh. a it's a travel. It's a big one. It is a big one. I don't know how did I miss it. I mean, can you guys? Is this um, the screen share okay? Is it optimized? Is it skipping? I can't tell what's happening. It's too jumpy. Okay. Yeah, mine's a little choppy. All right. It's better. Know. It's maybe better like that. I just optimized Not the a screen. Full screen. Is it well? What about now? Better. Better, right? Okay, optimized. Yeah, yeah, that's better. All right, cool. That that should be the normal option. It's like, why do I have to select a non-skipping <laughs> option? Yeah. <laughs> I think you got to pay for that. I mean, you don't, though. I, just... I know you don't. But I was joking. <laughs> uh, where are we at? Ten, uh, ten minutes. All right. Hustle harder. I think we could we can bust it down the court a little bit more. 
a uh, few possessions I thought you could have ran a little bit hard. Is this this is you at the bottom of the court, right? Yeah, the center position. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, you agree, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know, let me just give you a tip. And Carmela's way faster than all of us, so she should probably be giving the tips <laughs> on speed. But I know what really works for me is if I make my first step, my most explosive step, it really builds nice momentum to get me you know, really into my run and faster than I would normal. So I, I really focus on that first step or two, making it explosive, especially with my arms. My arm, you know, our arms make us faster. It creates more momentum. Um, so that's just something I, I'm thinking about that works for me that maybe could work for you. Okay. Just so it looks a little bit more urgent. Um, and the illustration here, is another okay 10 30 holding this hustle harder let me just show you one more time and then the next possession you you continued with that lack of hustle now look at your we have two trails right here right so we want to see you down the court ready to accept this play you know you should be right around right around here already it's okay to have two centers sometimes on rotations when the center stays engaged with the non-ball matchup, but we should never have two trails because now then we become mechanically vulnerable. Uh, let's look at this illegal screen you have coming up. Uh, I said the screener grabs, the, uh, or the defender illegally grabs the screener's quad. That is, that is the play. Okay, great. Good call. Excellent call. But, but uh, reporting to the table. Yeah. So, Patrick, get involved here. What, what should we report in a FIBA to the table here? Either hold or hook. You get away with either. It's a... Is there an, is a hook an approved signal? Yeah. Yeah. What's a hook look like? Just curious. The uh, take take your hand in front of you and then put it behind your back, basically. Because hmm. best I can describe it, I, I can send you a picture. Sure, sure. I don't know. I don't know why I I use the illegal use of hand signal. If it is a clear holding or hooking hold. Sorry, I don't like when I'm, when my Zoom participants disappear, so I have to re-screen share that. And you still, you guys still disappeared. I don't appreciate that, but I'll, but I'll have to do it without you. All right, positioning at twelve forty-seven. Let's take a look. Stay on the end line until your administration of the throw-in ends. On this play, you seem to be creeping in the way on the court on this upcoming throw-in play. So you already – and I'm guilty of this too. I, I move off the end line, um, and I want to do a little bit better job of staying connected on the end line, but it's like you're supposed to be having a hand count here at least administering that correctly, right? So – 
I know you know that. I know that's a doesn't really matter on this play, but it's just it's about attention to detail and being really thorough with our process, whether that's with signals or mechanics or just, you know, our sequencing and everything. Being thorough. It'll uh, you'll be able to copy and paste that and you'll see it creep up positively in other areas. All right, 1430, managing the coach. That's what I love to do. Not everyone does. Most people don't. Not this group, though. We are building some new armor in this group. All right, so 1430, uh, managing the coach. What was my... Uh, let me just see what I wrote because I watched the game a few weeks ago. One way to be a great partner is when we are the table side official, try to de-escalate a coach when he is not complaining, excuse me, when he is complaining across the court at our partner. I'm not sure if this guideline necessarily applies to this play, but it's a great step to have. So that was, you know, like I said, I don't know if you needed to here, but that's something I want you to think about because the coach did shout something on this. Yeah, he, he was complaining about my partner's decision. What did he say? Um, All right. Sorry, so, I, I have a little of noise. No, it's no worries. See, you know, if I'm the table side official, as soon as I see him throwing his arms up and like going to talk to my partner, across the end line i'm not gonna walk away from him like right there now my radar's up my radar's up my radar's up okay now he's putting his hands out i'm probably gonna walk over to him and say something to him right here because i know my partner's a little further away i don't know if my partner's addressing it if my partner's addressing it i'm i'm not gonna be the second guy or the third wheel so i don't know what was going on just take me through this sequence and if you think you could have said something to the coach no, I, he was complaining about my partner's decision. He he said that his player was blocking, and he could he couldn't uh, throw the the ball, throw the ball out because of his position. Now, what do you do normally when a coach says something about your partner or says something unsporting about your partner or complains about your partner. Do you find yourself, whether it's during like a live ball where you, or, or, you know, let's say ball goes out of bounds, dead ball sequence, you're going to go, Hey coach, please stop shouting. Like how do you handle when a coach talks to your partner or do you not handle it? You, I'm, I'm just trying to learn. I, I, I learned some things about that in the podcast, but we are not used to do it here. But I think that it is important. And that's and that's not good that we're not used to doing it there because that's just saying that that's that's just telling me we're allowing too much in these games, and and it and even in America, Jose, it's the same thing partners don't want to step up for for each other they talk about being a good partner but i don't know we got to be a good partner in the trenches when it's hard that's how you really be a good partner 
not like in the pregame talking about, you know, what you're doing this weekend and, and things you enjoy off the court. That's all great. And that's part of the process too. And that's part of building rapport. But, um, you know, what do you do when it's, when the game is hard? And most refs don't want to insert themselves in somebody else's business, but they're failing to miss the point that it's our business. Because your business is my business. On the court. Off the court? No. Your business is your business, and I mind my my business. But we share business on the court. You agree? Totally. Totally. You know, and the more that we this message can hit scale and the more rust that can hear it, the better our games will be and, and the less conflict we're going to have to deal with because we'll all be on the same page about it. So I'm going to keep pushing this message to spread awareness because refs, a lot of refs have no clue. Even at my high school game today, you know, I was I was telling my partner and the two officials that were coming on for the next game some of my responses and they loved it they were they loved it but they were like shocked they were like i can't be- can't believe you say it that quick or i can't believe you you know you have have something to say right away um you know i would never have said that and nobody's even thinking like this it's because we've just let the coaches do so much for so long anyway um 17 rotations in the lead on this play it seems like you rotate um, while the ball is being passed, which leaves you on the weak side. Uh, so don't be in a rush to rotate and wait until the ball settles on a side before you go. Right? Okay, great. Good play to look at. See, right here, I'm not interested in rotating. Knowing where the ball is, knowing that it's still a little low, like nine might drive to the basket, and now he's throwing the pass, the ball's in the air, I'm going to stay put. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we had we had the matchup between green 21 and red nine. And and I I don't know maybe that was uh, something that I I thought about and and I tried to okay to, to be near that matchup. So you I'm sorry you said they had a like a altercation or they were talking to each other earlier on. Yeah. Okay. That, well, I understand. I like that your radar is up. I like that you're thinking about that, but don't let that necessarily mess up a rotation. And, and this is. This play is fine. We're, we're going to mess up rotations, and nothing happens here. Um, but if you notice, you're rotating here, and now you got to ref the play kind of while you're walking sideways, which is hard to do. You know, and that's another reason why we don't want to run to rotate or rotate while the play is coming to us. It's because usually we're moving as well, and it's it's challenging. It, it increases our difficult the difficulty of of the play. I see a lot of officials that are in a rush to rotate. They feel nervous when they're on the weak side. So I, I, I'm all about doing things that don't speed up our process, that actually slow our process down. Because that'll allow us to be more accurate and uh, just think more connected and locked in. A foul out of primary coming up. 
Take me through this play. It seemed like a little bit of a reach, but you were right there, and, I mean, we couldn't really see the contact. Tell, take us through it. Yeah, we we had a uh, we had a situation with with that partner. He's a, a rookie. He's in his rookie year, and he missed uh, missed a lot of plays. And that was a, a game we we can't allow that. He missed a lot of plays when in this game. In the whole tournament. Now, did you watch his film? Like, did you wa watch the game on film and make that the sum, uh, assumption? Or are you just saying based on what you saw when you refed with him? Or did you watch games from the sideline? What is? How do you have the context yeah, on his performance? Um, I, I watched his games. Okay. And, and we talk about that in the, in the meetings in the, with the coordinator. Okay. That... Uh... Now, but let me ask you, do you think this is a foul? No. Okay. Not now. Right? So when we reach like that or we don't trust our partners, then it has us making mistakes. And that's not what we want. You know, at, we, have to, we have to trust our partners and, and let them live in their primary And only come out if it's like a big foul. I say only only come out for a whale. Don't come come out for a minnow. You know, so this was like a minnow. He probably got slapped on the arm. But we're going to let this play on because the pass was successful. It didn't have any effect on the play. I mean, I can't see exactly what the contact is. It looked like he might have tapped him in the elbow a little bit. But be patient and see if he is still able to make that pass. When you make that pass, then we can let this go. See right here, okay, tap, taps his arm, got it. But he already got rid of the ball. So I'm not saying he didn't hit his arm, but just be just be a little patient. And I think you got sped up a little bit there because you were a little nervous about your partner missing a call. And we've been talking a lot in this in this group about not judging our partner's calls especially during the, or during the game, you know, because if we're truly looking in our own area, how do we have any idea what our partner is calling truly? There's so many times I ref a game and I literally don't know how I did. I don't really know because it's that difficult and we're in the decision business and we're making so many, so many decisions. So it's really tough to walk away from these games and just have total self-awareness and crew awareness how you did until you break it down. So that being said, let's not be very judgmental of what our partners are doing during the game. Just try to trust them as best as you can and and let them live and die in their primary. Cool? Yeah, I, I learned that in, in that tournament because of a, a, a couple situations Just like that one. Now, this may be a FIBA versus NCA NFHS rule difference, but I would call this a foul if this was my game. I also said I might have called the first one a foul, and you were pretty confident that it shouldn't be. So take me through this play. Do you think this is a foul or a good no call? 
Yeah, it's 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 it is fault. It is totally a fault. I mean, even you could have called one there on that last touch, but I think that first little pursuit where he got just too deep into his space. Now, there's no foul for getting deep into someone's space, but he gets extremely close to the player's body while making contact with his hand. So for those reasons, it was obvious to me. You guys agree this is a foul that you're going to call in the game? Yeah. So right here, I, I mean, I can't even coach him out of that one. I, I can't even say hands off because he just gets too close. Any questions so far, Jose? No, no, I agree. It, it was a, a clear foul. I should have a call. All right, we have a 2804 play calling. Do you think green 21 gets fouled by red 15 in the paint? Is this illegal contact or a play on? 2804. What do we got there? Did we call a foul? Or you call the foul on green. Call the foul on green? That's what it looks like. What do we have on this play, Jose? No, no. We have a player we on the floor. A, uh, a fall on, on green. You do have a foul on green. Oh, by okay. My, by the center. Mm. But you have a foul on green? Which player? 21. The player who has the ball? After the, uh, on the rebound. What did he do? He Oh, he tossed the, the guy on the ground? Yeah. Oh, I can't see. He shoots it. But, okay. but the previous play, the I... One? The previous game? The previous one. The previous one. I thought the, the one you are... You are mm, we are watching here. Okay. I think that it is a foul. Mm, um watching the video maybe i didn't have an open angle okay because i, I was behind the, the defenders agreed now is that is that anything right there is that a jump ball or travel or just fumbled it no just the, the foul after after the, the shoot so i have a foul right here on red First foul, I think, should be on red right here oh. as uh, this player's right arm is going to contact this guy's arm, causing him to make a really awkward movement, thus knocking down the player in red. No. You know, I think, I, boy, that was a tough shot, but I think that was completely incidental, right? I don't think he meant to do that. I think red kind of stuck his head in there. Yeah. But... 21 is, um, you know, absorbing that contact. And it's the way he absorbed the contact tells me it was in a, it was illegal. 
that unnatural motion that he made after. Um, so yeah, I think we got to kill this play. Yeah. And do you have an open look? No, you're stacked. I mean, I don't, I can't see your angle from there. Potentially. Did you, did were you, you're, you had no information on that contact? No, no, no. no. I, I, I didn't have a, an open angle. Okay. So center's got to get this. If you could see, we have the center's look. The center's a little stacked, though, so this is where the center has to position, adjust, and take a step up right here to see that that open angle. You know, so we're, the crew is, is pretty much stacked here. So, again, having a feel for the game, anticipating where the potential point of contact is going to occur is what's going to prompt you to position adjust in that late one second um, as he's, you know, has the ball by the, by the ground and is about to go up for his upward mo motion. We should kind of already know where it could be. As he brings the ball low, I'm, I'm going to, I'm looking for the player in red's right arm. I'm, my trigger is going to tell me the right arm is where it could happen. So I got to get my eyes to that meet and greet where the offense or the defensive player's arm meets the offensive player's arm. I want to see the meet and greet. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a good play to look at. Um, so you called a foul on, on, on green on a, a rebounding foul. Yes. Did anybody say anything to you have to manage any coaches? No, no. good. Yeah. like good no call all right we have a foul in the lead position at 2851 that's you right there where do you hit him In the arm, in his left arm. Where in the wrist, elbow, forearm? Um, in his in his elbow. Elbow, okay. After watching it on film, do you still agree a hundred percent it was a foul? Yes. Okay. Got it. I see that. I see he kind of reaches over his shoulder first before. So you have body versus body uh, before ball there, maybe? Yeah. I, I think that's a pretty solid report. I like it. I think it looks pretty strong. Just be mindful when we have offensive initiated contact on that last play, the off, the offensive player lowers his shoulder a little bit, not enough to call a foul, but that's going to factor into the end result of the play because if the offense, the defensive player now delivers that same contact or similar contact, we got to be consistent yeah. and let it go and not, and not call cheap fouls, right? So as soon as he pushes off that I'm factoring in now that, now that we have a little contact, okay, offense 
push off here. If defense comes and there's marginal, I gotta I gotta no call it. But that wasn't marginal, that was illegal. So good job. 37.52, we got an injury time. Should you have had should you have let the offense continue with their outnumbering break or stop the play immediately? What do you think? You remember this play? Yeah, I stopped the play because because I thought it was a severe injury. Thought it was a severe injury? Yeah. Because because he he, he seemed he he hits the the support of the backbone. I have no problem with that. If you have a head contact, this would be one time we're not gonna stop or we're going to stop the game due to safety. And it doesn't matter if the other team's on a break. If the ref feels like immediate uh, medical attention or is needed or, you know, for safety reasons, we have to get a trainer to him, then that's fine. But the key word for you was severe. Now, has he? if he just falls and he hurts his ankle, what are you going to do? Okay, good. I like that you're identifying the most important body parts. A head, we're fi I'm fine with that. We got a head injury, we could stop that. Great. So I, I like uh, your reasoning. And don't think I'm questioning you. I'm just asking questions. And yeah, yeah. the others that have done this IPR know I, I like to I'm ask a lot of about, questions. Yeah. <laughs> learning about your questions. Good, good, good. Because as we know, there's a difference between questioning a play and asking a question. So make sure when we're in these games, we identify which tone the coach is using, and that'll help us best formulate our answer. If he's asking a question, then we're going to be much better. <clears throat> or excuse me, it's much easier to just give him a good response in our normal voice. Remember, there are three voices, command, presence, voice, normal voice. And oh, we're going back to this play. And diffusing voice. Uh, double foul. All right, this is a good good play. One of the standout plays from this game. Uh, I wrote double foul question mark. Let's discuss this play. Take me through it. What do you have, sir? Yeah, I had a double unsportsman's like foul. A double unsportsmanlike foul? Yeah. Now why was it unsportsmanlike and why wasn't Because they they were they were not playing the the ball. Understood. They were holding each other. And they, and, and they were very uh, a very problematic mashup. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I like that you said problematic. Now, could we have called red first for the first foul, though? Yeah. Do you think you think if we grab if we call that foul on red as he hooks his as he puts his arm around his back and has his hand on his hip? Like, I don't know. I feel like if we kill that play right there, then we don't have to deal with the nonsense that comes after it. Yeah, I, I agree. I was told that by my coordinator also by, by him. 
he told me is that with that it's how to works. So everybody watch this left hand right there. Okay, yeah. right there is not a foul. I want to uh -huh. make that clear. This is not a foul, but this should bring our antennas way up. And notice that if the green player now runs, the red player has his hand on his hip. That's going to look like a hold. He's got to release and let that go. So, it's, so I'm going to time this play based on as soon as when green runs. And if green runs and red doesn't let go, I'm coming with a quick foul. First foul right away. And then we don't, and then that, and then that little arm push is nothing. Cause I think that's more of a reaction to being held than it is trying to uh, do something offensive. Anybody else have any thoughts on this play? No, I think you're right. It seems like when he was, eh, I mean, he was trying to get red off of him. Like he knew he was holding his hip. He was trying to just release from him. Yeah, and and, and as they say, if, if you know if if we don't call it, they're going to do something back. So I think this is a good play to come with a quick whistle. Just kill it right away. But I think there's some good learning points to, to what we were saying about the beginning stages of that contact and when it becomes a foul. 4130, we have a block and a technical foul, a layered play. Uh-oh, I missed it. Back. Wait, can we go back to, to the double in sportsman like you didn't you didn't uh, see I, I didn't I didn't no, just... correctly to the table. Yeah, how did you administer it? Um we we had a double foul, so we had a throw in. So you just go back you go back to that we're going toward we're going left, right? We can't yeah. Like green ball. To red. Green, red, green. So how do you guys administer this? Green had possession. So you just, green, green it's a wash, right? It, it's just a double foul by rule. They've, they've changed their double foul rule three times in the last four years. So I was just wondering what he did. Okay. You agree with the administration? Agree with it? It's the correct signal, yeah. It, the the only thing that at the spot it would be probably more inclined to have a some form of a double foul signal somewhere. Yeah. Maybe at the end. It, it just it doesn't it just it, it didn't occur anywhere. What signal did he do? He did the unsportsmanlike signal, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's but a double foul. Do it's not unsportsmanlike. Okay. So it's not a double unsportsmanlike foul. Uh, it fall double unsportsmanlike. It falls under double foul. So it's a, a double foul is anything that's two personals, two unsportsmanlikes, two disqualifyings, two technicals, even. Got it. So it's all wrapped under with big one umbrella. So like you'll still give them unsportsmanlike fouls on the sheet, but like. If you're looking in the book for the answer, it's double foul. All right, Jose, you have a play here. It looks like you're a bit out of position. And, and you know, positioning impacts play calling 
And do you think the right official made the call here? Who Whose primary do you think this is? Which which play? It's right here. Yeah. Center, for sure. So let me guess, that was the guy who you didn't trust. Yeah, but he didn't call that. Uh, uh, we told about that play with our coordinator. And he he said it was a, a good call. My call. Mm. Yeah, but for sure so, it's at a center call. So defender is legal here, establishes legal guard position. It's a really weird play. And it's the coach was asking for an unsportsman's like foul. Could this be a no call? I think if bodies go to the floor like that, you have to have a whistle. Could that be a travel? Because it's a very, both players are out of control and showing uncoordination on this play. It was a, a really weird situation. We had a personal foul. The, the green coach was asking for an unsportsmanlike foul. And he got a technical foul because of the way he was asking for the foul. He was shouting? How was he asking? He was shouting, yeah. Great. Jose, do you think he was bracing himself, the defender that was in legal guarding position, because how fast he was coming? Mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was he was trying to to avoid the contact. Yeah, because he was coming fast and he was there, and it just yeah. I don't know if he was bracing himself or what. Yeah. But the but the biggest issue is just your positioning and the fact that you called it from behind half court probably because I don't see you in the screen right now and this looks like the half court line. I, I like how you hustle in because anytime we do call it out of position and hopefully we don't, but if we do, I do like to hustle for like one or two extra steps, not like sprint in, but close down to shorten the distance of how far I called the foul away from the actual contact. Weird play. But ultimately, we want to have trust for our partner. And, you know, I understand he may, he may be a little inexperienced. So, but in an ideal game, you're going to leave that, leave that alone and, and trust him. And if he no calls it, I would say leave it alone too and just trust that he made a ruling that it's not illegal. Just for one of the things you said, Paul, I don't think we can have a travel here in FIBA because he doesn't take too many steps and falling can't be a travel. You can fall with the ball in FIBA? Correct. Oh, wow. That's a, no, a huge rule difference. Yeah. Thank and I, I don't know what would have happened if we called a travel there. You can't go travel there. There's, there's nothing to... That's a rule change at least eight years ago. Well, I'm glad we made that differentiation because that's a huge difference. 
to way you know us we can administer and and you guys could um sister play free throw play this wasn't the play i thought he was deceiving the officials right No, no, that is the is the Nets, maybe the Knicks. Yeah. That okay, yeah, yeah. What do we have there? Did you guys talk about this play? Looks like he just head flops with no contact. Number nine. Yeah. The problem matchup. Here he has no. his hands on him. Is that legal? Go back. An elbow goes towards his face. Whether it hits or not, I can't tell. I feel like it, it missed it by like an inch and he felt the wind of it and just went down. When he came across his right elbow, I mean, I'm like, I mean, it could have been a flop, but his right elbow, Green's right elbow, came across. Yeah, it came close. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can call a flop if you see an elbow coming towards your face. That's oh, no, no, no. Face of action. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad. All right, so we we'll get there's a little content. <laughs> there's a little content here. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. Okay. So. If we start talking about flopping with contact again in the next three days, I'm going to go mental. <laughs> well, I didn't, I, when, upon my review, I didn't stop the play like that and really see if there was contact. I wasn't sure because it, it is still a little bit of a dramatic. Uh, well, if he got hit, he got hit. Now, tell me about this play. This is, this was very teacher like calling two students into your office. Is this a is this an approach you've used before? And what are you yeah. telling these players? Yeah, uh, I told them they were the matchup who who received the Omsformas like foul before. So if we had a technical or an on our own Omsformas like foul, they had to to be ejected. So, so you were you were letting them know that. Yeah, I told him that. The only part I don't like, and I like that you were stepping up here. I love that you were managing them. I just don't like calling them because now we're waiting for them. And they're initially, they don't want to come initially because it's like they're being sent to the principal's office. And there was that one to two seconds of you asked them to come and they didn't do anything. They fussed and didn't move. And then which caused you to have to ask them again. So I would just like you to take a little bit more control and you go up to them and make them come to the space that's a little bit closer or maybe step in between them. Okay. Just because for that one to two seconds that you're asking them to come to your office, we lose control. I don't know if just that's just me for that one second. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they can run. <laughs> run away. <laughs> Or you, yeah, or, or you close down to this area and call them 
sideways to just take one step to you. You get you you close down because you're going to walk towards them, which is now going to show a little bit more like a presence because you're getting closer. I don't know. Just a suggestion. Just something to think about uh, when you know when you. No, when I, you... I agree. I agree. Okay. I think that's a, a good a good advice. Okay. Because I come from the attitude that I don't expect anything from anyone, and I got to do it all myself. Okay. And I don't mean calling people's areas. I just that's just the life lesson that I use. I don't expect anything from anybody. This way, I'm never disappointed by them, and it it leaves you in more control. Okay. Thank you. Yes, I agree. All right, fifty-seven, fifteen. What do we got? Um, I said good call. All right, great. But you reported a push. I think it could be a hit. Or do you have a hit? What do you guys use for arm contact? Yes. Yes, I agree. Okay. It's totally a, a illegal use of hands on the on the shooter. What do we got there? Tell me that's legal in FIBA. No, it is. Uh, it but, is. But, I didn't. I didn't see that until you you write down in, in the report, Patrick. It's, only a, it's only a violation if the shooter misses. Play on. Uh -huh. That's correct. Yes. Yes, you're right, Patrick. Thank you for clarifying that. I was incorrect. I got, I got killed for this in America by not doing it in the summer and not realizing that you kill it and re-administer not realizing that you kill it and re-administer so we had a guy break the line in the in in the, the tournament in the summer in america so this disconcertion or something that they said to me so i should have stopped the free throws and given it again no you were right the first time it's 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 only a violation if he misses it's a delayed violation so right there, that would be a delayed violation. Yeah. But you know where your eyes were there, Jose. You were looking up at the ceiling, and they just kind of snuck right in. So always keep your eyes on the players. Uh-huh. Yes. Thank you. Of course, man. I appreciate you doing this, especially in front of a group. You show a lot of confidence and humility to to do this. You know, a lot of people are insecure about their plays, man. So this is just showing toughness by you. 
I like I like to to have uh, comments on my on my beings. Mm -hmm. And when you can show a larger group your mistakes, it's a strength on your end. It shows how strong you are. You're showing your vulnerabilities. Yes. All right, let's go to 101.20. Oh, little sound. We'll get a little sound here. Let the game breathe. Flop warning, huh? Is that a flop warning signal? Yeah. Yeah, that that's So when is the when is the correct time to stop the game? The net, the net, uh, dead ball. But the what? Didn't the ball just go in the basket? Mm, yeah, but there, there is. It, that's not a dead ball in FIBA. Next time, clock is stopped. Oh, okay. Good, good, good rule difference. So, all right, good. And I, I, thank you, Patrick, for being here to help clarify the FIBA rules so important that you guys don't get confused on you know different applying different rules it could really get us in trouble so but for everyone well pedro you're doing nca amends we're going to stop that play as soon as red gets the ball as soon as that ball goes through the basket Oh, one one twenty. Yeah, I wanted to show you the one thing about your run. Did you did you see that? See what I was saying about your run? Can't find it. Great no call. You and trail, right? Yes. yes no, yeah, you see how your hand drags a little bit when you run? Yes. I would love to yes. see it more sprinter-like. Yes, I, I'm trying to to do it the last games, and uh, I'm being focusing on that. Good. Just focus on trying to make it look a little bit more athletic with your arms. You got a play coming up at 102.50. Definitely had a good amount of plays. This was a good game for you to send. It's a lot to look at.
you know, you weren't like Carmela and you just sold, you, just, you sent me your all your correct calls and you went 22 for 22 for the game. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing if you're still there, Carmela. <laughs> that one, I just happened to have the most whistles. And even then, it was in a lot of whistles. <laughs> Okay, one hundred two fifty. One hundred. Uh, what, what, what did we miss? You just had to play. Okay. What do we got here, sir? We had a foul. Fifteen red. Fifteen foul. So I like your decision to call the N1 on this play as the defender creates illegal contact on the shooter. One suggestion that I have mechanically is not to be as emphatic with your scoring of the basket signal on the spot of the foul. You don't want to show excitement. That, that one. Yeah. Patrick, what's the correct score of the goal signal? Two fingers. In which motion? Like uh, over the top or a side? Um... It, it's the silly over the top thing, but I don't see anybody doing that. What seems to be the most common one with the best FIBA refs in the world? You're either going to get a fist or say the, like, you know, a fist with, your, with the two fingers going down. It, you're not going to see the over the top. So that's what I would do, guys. I would follow the best refs in the world that do FIBA. And so wouldn't put your fist back up after scoring it. Is that what he did? Yeah. Right. He'll score. Yeah. Well, he did. He, he indicated the amount of shots. Patrick, is that something that you do every time you have a shooting foul is you show two shots on the spot? Yeah, it's it seemed to be a lot of confusion in what they want. So. They, it's a, in the book. It says two shots, and then on the, then point to the floor anytime there's not two shots. But what I've been hearing recently is only when there's a question of what it is. So that's what you should go with. Do the best FIBA refs in the world show two shots on every on obvious shooting fouls? Ironically, it depends on where they're from in the world. In the Olympics, genuinely, when you look, when you. They'll do different things depending on their country or their continent. It's really weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, regardless which level of officiating you work and what signals you use, I think it's a good takeaway to not be emphatic, especially on made baskets, because it shows that we're excited that a team scored when it's just an opportunity to treat it like a regular call. And just score it subtly. Now we can still score it subtly and make it look strong. I'm not asking you to sacrifice strength. No, no, I got it. I got it. I got sure. One oh seven, way to show urgency. This play needed a Quick and immediate whistle, which is what you delivered as the offensive player was receiving the ball. Go back. 
So did you change your partner's call just there? No. Oh, okay. You just re re reassured everybody he had it right. Yes. Great. Good partnering. The valet better chill. Number nine better chill. He's doing too much. Fine. Uh, at the end, he, he was out by five fouls. I didn't remember that, but maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. So this is a good, good quick whistle here. Like that. like a feel for the game kind of play you were anticipating there being contact and then you waited till it was illegal and then killed it so good, good work all right what do you got here I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Is that a foul? I don't know why I signal. I I stopped it go the wrong way. Don't know why. Seriously, don't know. So this play just sped this play just sped you up because all the bobbles, all the bobbles, and yes. the temp the temperature rose, the intensity rose on this play, and then that leads and contributes sometimes to us having quick whistles because we feel the need to want to stop the play because we think something like bad is happening or we're missing stuff. That's where we got to really slow down even more and just process, yes. process, process. Um. So do you think this is a play on? No, no, no. no? It's a, a foul. Okay, number nine right there in the reach. But are we stacked to the contact? Where did he hit him? Mm, he's Okay, because you, you you have a little. I guess you have do have an open look. We're stacked a little bit here. In his shoulder, and Green lose the the control of the ball. Got it. Have you worked on the push signal that I sent in the video? Yes. Yes, is, it, is, is it improving? I'm trying to. So you could practice taking a step into your push, making sure your hands are shoulder width. And just don't make it look as safe. Your, your push looked very safe and soft. And gentle. And it was a hard push. <laughs> Right, I know, Maybe, but yeah. your your signal didn't reflect that. Yeah. Right? So if we have a hard push, 
you might want to <laughs> think about doing a hard push at the table as well. So it matches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And that's one thing I always say with like when your ref reports a soft foul. It's like if if he just did what you just did, then we shouldn't have called that a foul because that was soft. <laughs> so it's it's funny to joke about it, but it makes sense and it and it does contribute to believability and court presence. And then 16, got a couple left. What'd you think on this play? I don't, I don't remember it. What did I say? <laughs> Truly, I don't remember. Does the play remind you of anything? That right arm? Yeah, maybe maybe I caught that with the body doing doing eleven. Can't tell him from, so we trust you. Yeah, I don't movement. So I just, I mean, again, if you don't remember, it's no point. I, I wrote, did you anticipate that foul before, or which caused you to kind of speed up, maybe? Let's go to look at 120. Foul or block shot? Block shot. Block shot? Yes. You guys agree? Did you call the foul on the guy that blocked it or the one before? The one, the one before. Five's raising his hand. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I know. Which is, oh no, it's, which, which is a little shocking because I didn't think he fouled him. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was wondering. I was like, but maybe, maybe he's trying to, to, I don't know, to excuse me, to save his. Maybe he thought yeah. he was gonna call it on your his partner. His twenty, yeah, twenty. He got twenty-one, four foul. 
Then is legal, legal, offensive initiated contact. What kind of shot was that too? It was like he was throwing an alley-oop to the defender. <laughs> yeah, so these are plays we want to no-call. These plays can get us in a lot of trouble, especially if it's like a great block and we have a little bit of marginal contact beforehand. You know, the bigger... I'm such an advocate for no calling these type plays because number one, I think they're not fouls. And then number two, they're big red flags on plays that coaches are going to argue or they're, it's going to wake them up and it's going to be like an outburst. Anybody say anything? No. I don't know what Watching the video, I, I go for block chocolate. Yeah. That's what you'll do next time you have this play. So we, we had a double technical foul? Yeah. The, the... Did I miss it? We got to go back? Yes. Got it. No. There is not a double technical foul. It's a technical and we and an enforcement line What happened? Green was trying to to take the ball red and red throw the the ball to to green to the chest maybe can we go back back yeah there. got it okay yes yeah. so i would think about sending both teams to their bench right away as that happens that that is not that, that here. It could work, but but we don't do it here. You're not allowed to tell the teams to wait by their bench? Yes, yes yeah, for okay. sure. That's, but that's what I mean. The, it's not like part of protocol or I don't know. But is it does it say that you can't do that? Yes, yes, we can. We can. We can. Okay. So that then on the, this is a play type that I tend to have a tendency to send teams to their bench when we have two players from opposing teams doing or pushing each other during a dead ball. That's one way I like to respond with this play. After we call a technical foul, just send teams to their bench, even if it's only going to be for 30 seconds and you know, or it looked like they were moving away from each other and it looked like it would be fine. It's still going to give you guys an opportunity to talk about the play in in person in your personal space you know, away from all the players it's... i have never seen that i've never seen 
the the crew sending the, the teams to their benches in in these kind of situations, but it could work. I mean, we don't have to do it every time there's a scenario that I just similar to the one I just laid out. But again, it's a resource that you have in your pocket. So I want you guys to be thinking about this during these moments, during the dead ball, or if we have a flagrant foul or an intentional foul, and then B1, you know, uh, a player's teammate gets in his face. It's like, these are triggers for, for me to send teams to their bench. You're not fighting in my game. I don't care that you're inconvenienced and I have to, and you have to go wait by your bench for 30 seconds. It's not about you. It's about the safety of, of the players and running the game right. You know, we're the authority of the game. So if we feel like we need to do that for safety and game management purposes, I think it shows everybody who's in charge. Yes. So how did you administer the play here? Uh, green, the, it was the fifth green 11 fall, okay. and they were on bonus. Okay. Now, right there, wouldn't that be another delayed violation? There? Yeah. No, that I think that it's legal. Patrick, what do you got? No. That's legal in FIBA. No, it's not. If the if the if the referee is given the ball, no, no, he just waits until the the shot is over to come in. So this is a delayed violation, correct? Correct. See, if he misses, you should be giving him another shot. So do you have the delayed violation signal just like we do with the fist out? No, you just... When he misses, you just blow it and re-signal two shots and say... Okay. So we use the um, the outward fist. So as soon as they are, boom, I go out with my fist and just keep it there until he misses or until the shot is over. No, it's it's smarter than the you know, what do I got after he shoots? You remember this play? I'm trying to. Hmm, close. Do you have that as a shooting foul? No. But they were in bonds. Okay, so you're indicating the bonus. Yes. Now, would you wave it, wave this off as a way to indicate it's a non-shooting foul? Yes. So you should have I added. Think I, I think Pat, I did. Or, or, or. Patrick, would you have waved this off? Just point to the floor. It it it's technically incorrect procedure to the two fingers when it's because it's not a shooting foul it's a bonus yes we don't have a bonus signal so you'd be, you'd be you can communicate it while you're 
while you're using the fist, or you can just come back with two shots after you go to the table. Yeah, because I, I think it it looked it looked like it was two shots by the signals that you used on the spot of the foul. So what do you do when uh, Patrick? Sorry, one more time. What do you do when it's the bonus? You just you can eat. You need to talk, like say as well we're using the uh, at the point of the foul or by by the book. Just come back from the table and indicate two shots. Okay. So you'd go up and do your fourteen hits, and then you're going two shots instead of inbound because the table have up a cone saying it's team fouls. Good stuff, man. That was a lot of plays that we uh, broke down. Hope that was helpful. I uh, hope this whole process has been really good for you and you're going to take your game to another level. Yeah, very helpful. You got any um, final final questions? Anything else? No, I, I think that, that we go into the... We, we talk about my doubts. I appreciate that you report the comments of my of my colleagues i i appreciate that awesome. i think that uh, i'm trying to to improve my game uh, after your your report i'm trying to focus on on the on the spots you highlighted me so and and using the yeah, Content of the podcast, the podcasts, the videos, and I'm trying to to do it right. Great, man! I really enjoyed working with you on this, and uh, look forward to seeing you on more sessions. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs podcast. Serve the game. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You know, if Crown Refs has brought you any value in the past, I would really appreciate if you would consider joining us in our new private community for basketball officials on the Patreon and Discord apps. We have three different tiers of access and content available. We have Crown Refs Pro, Crown Refs Plus, and Crown Refs Mentor. This is uh, next level stuff. If you've been a fan of the content or the podcast for the past few years, or you've been a day one supporter, um, this is the place to be. This is where we have our weekly training sessions on Zoom. This is where we have our live monthly podcast with special guests. This is where we are interacting every day on private channels. So would really appreciate if you could join us in this community. We think you would flourish and definitely accelerate your skills as a basketball official. For more information, you can click the link in this episode description. Have a great day.